Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. But I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. You hear that? I love this. That's Kenny music. Yes, it is. Kenny Wall is joining us now here on the Midday Grind. Kenny, how are you today? Man, I am doing good. So excited to be on with my Tuesday ritual and uh, talking to all my friends about these blues. You know, uh, it's a psychological mess. I'm I'm psychologically messed up because of our blues. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what happened. Did we celebrate too early? You know, the post-dispatch came out, accidentally leaked that cover, you know, and so, yeah, that, that's really what's going on in my brain right now. Kenny, I'm curious with your schedule, because you're probably racing somewhere this weekend, right? Always. Always. Yeah, Peoria, Illinois. Oh, close. On Wednesday, Peoria. Wednesday. Oh, so it, Peoria tomorrow. Yeah. So how does that conflict with game watching? Is, is someone going to be in your ear giving you score updates? You're going around a turn, and someone goes, blues up 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, I can't. I'm going to admit it right now. I cannot do it. You know, I'm no different than Bob Plager. I'm not going to watch the game. My heart cannot take any more of this. You know, it is a, uh, you know, when you want something so bad, it's it's like real anxiety. It's like, this, this is hurting my soul. This is not good for me. So, uh. You know, for a while there, I was just coming in on the third period because my heart couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Wednesday night, the, it, it, the weather does not look good tomorrow night for a racing in Peoria, so we'll see. How about your sleep habits? Because I know for me and I know a lot of other people, they're not getting much sleep in anticipation of these game on game day. How about you? You know what? It seems like I can sleep okay once I get to bed. But, you know, it, here, I'll explain it to you like this. This is what I tell all my friends throughout the United States. Uh, I'm kind of worldly, you know. Lived in Charlotte forever. Got buddies all over. And I tell everybody, I say, look, the best way I can explain St. Louis right now is we are at a standstill. Uh, <laughs> That's so true. When this whole Stanley Cup is over, I'm waiting for somebody to say, now, back to your normally scheduled routine. <laughs> Everybody's just so damn Everything has just come together. I feel like I forget what day of the week it is sometimes. And I try so to recall true. just just where we're at. Uh, Kenny, I am curious. Um, what were your thoughts coming out? And I'm wondering because Frank the other day was mentioning that when he was with the Devils, Cam Jansen would give pregame speeches during the postseason. Now, he wouldn't necessarily always play in those games, but he's he's a fired-up kind of guy, and he's good, at getting, he's good at passing that on to other people. I feel like you're the same way. You're a guy who's very good at – Basically through osmosis, passing your energy level and your enthusiasm and, and getting other people psyched up. So I'm curious, how would Kenny Wallace get the Blues ready for tomorrow night's game? Well, that's a great question. It's a serious question for me because, you know, I've raced in some of the biggest races in the world. You know, I've run the Daytona 500, you know, I think about six or eight times. And, you know, whatever, besides the Indianapolis 500, 500 I've been involved in the biggest races of all time so you know i have to practice you know 
control and keeping my heart rate down. Uh, you know, Baruti talks good. The players talk good. They say everything that I want them to hear or, or that I want to hear. They, they say, hey, listen, we got to stay even keel. We've, we've got to, you know, keep doing what we're doing. They're, they're saying all the right things. Uh, but I do want to go back to the game, game six. I noticed, and I know everybody noticed that, I think they were afraid to take penalties. I think somewhere the talk was we got to limit the Bruins' power play. I noticed on game six they, they did not, you know, check as hard as they have been. Uh, I'd almost say that the key to their success is just, look, you know, let, let's, let's do what we do and let the chips fall where they may because I don't think there's a strategy. I think there's a reason we're here. You know, think about it. It's the hardest championship to win. We went through the Winnipeg Jets, the, the Sharks, the Stars, and now, you know, the Bruins. So whatever got them here, they got to keep doing. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, what, when I when ran the biggest races of my life, I literally tried to put myself in, in my own moment. Because, it went, like, when the Blues come to St. Louis, it has to be the worst because you got family, you got friends, and, Somehow, you know, you're going to get bothered. You're going to get taken out of the routine. For me, I wish Game Six would have been in, in in Boston for the Blues. Kenny Walls Tuesdays with Kenny here on the Midday Grind. I'm curious because Jim mentioned sleeping, um, <laughs> but I, I am really curious. It's the eve of Game Seven. Now you said that. For games like this, you do have trouble falling asleep, but once you are, you're fine. What about when you were racing, like in the Daytona 500, night before? Would you have a routine, whether it be some place you went to eat or something you would drink the night before, like some protein drink or water or whatever? Or And how would you sleep, like, nights prior to big races? Would that be an issue for you? So I might embarrass myself a little bit, but uh, <laughs> everybody has their weird quirks techniques. You know, I learned, I learned a lesson years ago. We are all the same. Now, I might not be the same as you or 10 other people or 100 other people, but throughout the United States, we all are the same. So what I did was, first of all, the simple stuff, made, made sure that I ate healthy, which was, you know, hydrated, you know, did the spaghetti thing with no marinara sauce. That would be the serious side. Then when I would go to bed, uh, I would literally get on, and I'm not even super religious. I mean, I'm a Lutheran. I believe in God, but I would get on the side of my bed on my knees, and I would pray, and, and it's, it's crazy um, because, once again, I don't practice religion like I should, but I would get on my hands and knees before the day 2500, maybe midnight the night before, and I would pray. And when I would start praying, I would get real comfortable. It almost, like, really relaxed me. Uh, I would just talk. You know, dear Lord, let me have a good race. I'm specifically asking for you to keep me safe. So, I mean, I'm sure these players got to get themselves in a moment where it's just them. Uh, you know, and that's true. That's really what you got to do. And those are some of the things that I would do. And even before I would get in the race car, we would have a lot of sports uh, psychological people, therapists, uh, medical people, they would come to me before I got in the car and measure my heart rate. And I'm pretty proud that I was able to keep it calm. And, and that's, that's key, man. 
know, and uh, play your game. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I never thought about you just everyone just thinks, hey, you just get it and go, but you you have to remain calm out there. And I guess that's an aspect of auto racing, what you do that probably gets overlooked a lot, I'm guessing, Kenny, because most people just think, hey, you just get there, it's adrenaline, and you go. But if you do that, you get yourself in trouble, I imagine. I've learned. Now, listen, the next thing I'm going to say I know is weird, but this is funny. Funny good. So, you know, what got us there, right? So let me let me take you to gambling. Let's say you're playing blackjack, okay? And let's say when you're playing blackjack, you're playing $5 a hand or $10 a hand. And you know how to play blackjack, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're playing it. But then all of a sudden, you bet $100 a hand. And I'm telling you what, when you know you got $100 up there, it's harder to play because now you don't want to split your hand. Now you don't want to double down. Because when you started, you only started with 100 And now i got to split it. Okay, now i got 200 up there. Oh, my God, now i got to double down. Now I've got 400 up there. And here's what I learned. You've got to play the way you would play. And you cannot let the money change the way you play. So that's, that's what the Blues are, are doing right now. They have got to play the way they normally play. And, and that's what got them there. And, you know, to me, I learned all these little life techniques along the way. So I know I, I, it's, it's playing, you know, some gambling techniques, but that's basically what you got to do life. Kenny, earlier in this interview, you mentioned that uh, weather tomorrow might play a factor in your race in Peoria. I hadn't realized it's a 90% chance of rain here in St. Louis at some point tomorrow. It's been a, a deeply wet spring and summer, really, for a lot of the country. How much has this affected the racing schedule? Man, great question. The way to turn the corner, by the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, it's funny. I'm so damn hyperactive. Tourette's, I'm all messed up. And when I go from one subject to the next, people used to get on me and they'd say, okay, well, what would you do? I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. So from that on, when I change subjects, I always got to go, changing the subject. <laughs> so, you know, so yes, yes, that is my crazy brain. The weather has literally killed auto racing. Actually, listen to this stat. Kenny Schrader's I-55 race we got here in Peabody, Missouri, its first race was supposed to be April 5th. Now think about that. Okay. April 5th. May 5th, June 5th, it is still underwater. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I I was listening uh, to a stat. We are closing, I think we're very close to an all-time record of the river, the Mississippi River, staying at a uh, flood stage height. And it was, I think it's like 97 days or 100-something days. We, We are closing in. It, it won't go down. It, it's like your bathtub won't drain. And, and and that's what's going on right now. And we cannot get racing anywhere, even, even across the river at Granite City. It's like a conveyor belt, right? It's, it's, it's always really good weather on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it starts raining Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's, it's ruined racing. Uh, it is really ruined it. How much of an effect does that have financially then on everyone? Because you're dependent on these races to make money. Yep. And your sponsors. Yeah. yeah. It's you know what? I know we like to have fun on here, but it is no joke. My dear friend Kenny Schrader, 
you know, it's no different than having a mortgage. Everybody owes on their house, right? Well, if people aren't coming to your racetrack, it's hard to make your payment. And sometimes you're not even making money, right? So it's like, okay, I owe this guy 10 bucks. But if you make 10 bucks, now you can pay the guy 10 bucks. So it is definitely um, a bad deal. But listen, it's the same for our farmers. Yeah. You know, I, I, I drive up and down 55 all the time, and those poor farmers, they can't get anything done. I see them, they got their tractors parked in these fields up and down Interstate 55. They're ready to roll, so uh, we'll see. Kenny Wallace, truly a man of the people, always thinking out for everyone. Kenny, before we let you go, I know, I know hopefully, fingers crossed, you're racing tomorrow night in Peoria, but I got to get a prediction out of you for Game 7, Blues Bruins. What you think? Now, listen, it's, it's like I told my dear friend Mark Rudin with KMLX. Uh, we talk a lot about hockey. I told Mark, I said, Mark, they have to win, right? <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, I mean, they have to. You know, when, when the Rams, when our St. Louis Rams lost to uh, the Patriots, right, with that Adam Venturi field goal, I'll never forget there was a big article that came out in the Post that said people needed therapy. And it was a true, I, I remember the headlines. We have to win. There's just no other choice. So that's that. I like that. I'll Not so much it. that they should win or I want them to win. That it doesn't make yeah. any narrative sense for them to lose. I, I like that kind of optimism <laughs> heading into tomorrow night. They got to win, man. That's all there is to it. If they don't, there'll be another article coming out in Time Magazine. <laughs> you know, when, when we lost Anheuser-Busch, I remember in Time Magazine how they said the city of St. Louis needed therapy because Anheuser-Busch was no longer St. Louis. And, uh, man, we're going to need therapy if we can pull this off, and I don't look like that. So the most powerful words, listen, I took sports therapy in Topeka, Kansas. The word, we will, that phrase, we will. And that's it, we will. I like that. I like that attitude. So Wednesday night, you're in Peoria, weather permitting. Any other races this weekend on your horizon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Peoria, Illinois on Wednesday. Uh, Kankakee, Illinois on Thursday. Wow. Friday is Maple Park, just west of uh, Chicago. South Bend, Indiana on Saturday. Sunday's Brownstown, Illinois. Monday off, and then we just keep going and going this this is that time of the year. I keep hearing that he retired from TV. You sound as busy no as kidding, ever. Man. Racing every day of the week, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I quit Fox Sports and quit radio. I mean, retired. Uh, had a wonderful career, but I always had a dream, and that was to do what I'm doing right now, and that's, that's race. All right, Kenny, thanks for joining us. We'll have you on next week. Hopefully with Martin and Charlie, we can talk about all the fun that the Game 7 win was in Boston. All right, gang. Thanks a lot. That's okay. Kenny Walls Tuesdays with Kenny. Here on Five Night of the Fan and Five Night of the Fan dot com. I love that attitude. Not that I want them to win or it'd be great to win. They should win. That they have to win. They absolutely. It doesn't make any to. narrative sense of the story to end with a game seven loss in Boston. I, I like that. I do love that. Uh Frank Cusimano is there in Boston. Is this the Doug Armstrong thing? Yes. I was gonna is... mention this. Thank you. Go ahead. That. No, you can talk. It's all yours. This is from Frank <laughs> off his Twitter. Blues president Doug Armstrong just laid out the Boston Zamboni crew for not having the ice ready for blues practice. He said, Do your blanking job. And Doug, if you've heard Doug either through his press conferences or his many interviews with Frank and Martin, he is, in my experience, a very nice guy. 
But if you step over your boundaries or if you don't do things the way he expects it to be done, Army will let you know. Talking about me? Yes. <laughs> Talking about Hadley, too. Yes. You'll be told. You'll uh, be told. Jim Thomas points out no Bozak Thomas or Tarasenko as the Blues practice began today. Well, that last name's interesting. Uh, I, I don't necessarily know anything's wrong with uh, Tarasenko. I would expect Thomas to play. Bozak took that puck off the foot. I'm a little maybe worried. Ter- maybe Tarasenko flew back for an extra day with the wife. Yeah. Consider- maybe. Con- oh, that no. could and, be and a newborn. Maybe that's, that's my one guess with Tarasenko. Bozak got caught with the in the foot by the Pareko shot, so he might be icing that up still. And then Thomas, they said Thomas is out as well. Yes. I mean he's just he's just beaten to a pulp at this point. I don't I don't expect to see him on the the practice size. So I think we I think there might be three pretty legitimate reasons for those ones. Yeah, so that's that's the latest as blues are hitting the ice in Boston as we speak. That's where everyone has been this morning Ooh, from the there. staff. So So travel day today. I know Frank got there early this morning. We didn't have him on he was trying to get to the arena. I'm not sure what information you would have had or yeah. about it. So tomorrow, told us what kind of food he had on yeah, the flight exactly. or something. What kind of bad, you know, cocktail peanuts they gave him on the flight. But <laughs> tomorrow we'll be all in on Game Seven, Blues Bruins. We will be joined by Frank, be joined by Martin, Charlie Marlowe, Chris Kerber at some point. Jim will be you and I from ten to noon. Bob Ramsey hopping in from twelve to one. We will have. More than enough coverage leading up to the most anticipated, the biggest game in St. Louis Blues history. Mm, I hope the people can get some sleep tonight. Uh-huh. It's yeah. going to be hard. Maybe try to sneak in a nap because it might be a late night, too, depending on what transpires. It, okay, they'll go all night long as long <laughs> as it takes. And if they win, it might go into the next day. So there's no doubt about that. A lot, a lot of great potential there, yeah. for sure. Indeed. Hockey Bob chiming in, ironically, to go with what Kenny's just said. St. Louis is known for some of the best hospitals in the nation. Barnes, Cardinal Glennon, Children's Mercy, and they all have psych wards. We don't want to go there, though, really. No. Come on. No. We, just win. Just win and take care of it. <laughs> uh, by the way, interestingly enough, this is an article just posted yes. by Rick Hummel. Uh-oh. And I'm, I'm getting the quotes now. Um, but John Mozeliak talking to the assembled media and probably the most pointed comments he's had. Is this to, from last night? Or? This is from today. I wow, believe. a little early start. Uh, yes, but uh, Mike Schilt and John Mozeliak saying, I believe this is uh, going to be John Mozeliak. He has been more indiv- the offense has been more individualized, be more team thinking. In other words, sometimes sacrificing yourself to move a runner is something we need to happen. I still believe it's a talented offense, offensive club, but obviously we've got to see some things turn around. You can't have a five-run home run, and I think sometimes that's how the mentality is. Um, Adding, look at the lineup, and player usage is something that we have to consider. Going down this current path certainly hasn't led us to the success we'd like to see, so change is something you'd have to consider. Ooh, Strong words. Now, the scary part, I don't bring this up for you, does that mean they're showing Colton Wong bunting last night and going, hey, see this? More bunting. Here's the thing. Sacrificing the move runner over is giving away an out, and that's not how you win games. Just bringing it up. I will. I, I will. Die. I want that on my tombstone. Based on what John Moselec said. <laughs> Brian Hoffman, 1989 to whatever, anti-buntite so, and nothing else. So if we have two bunts tonight, you go, uh-oh. Yes. That okay. means you're giving away two outs, or you're based, risking it. Based on what John Mosley, like just said, more sacrificing. 
Yeah, based on what John said, the Cardinals are in the midst of a stretch where they have two more against the Marlins. They have four New York against the Mets, a team that's kind of you have fledging to. a little yeah. bit. They're back home for four against the Marlins, and then three games against the Angels at home before an off day on June 24th. It, maybe trying to read between the lines, June 24th might be a, a day for the Cardinals. That might be his, look, Ooh. yeah, between now and then, or we're going to start doing stuff. They need to put up a bunch of runs and, and go through the bullpen tonight. Yes. Meaning their bullpen, not the Cardinals' yes. bullpen. This is a game where you have to make something happen. If it's, if it's bad again tonight and you're relying on the Marlins throwing the ball around to get your runs, uh, I think you really got to start thinking about making a switch, move some players to shock up that locker room a little bit because you're getting to that point. You just can't keep going, oh, we'll try this starter, we'll try that starter. You're not scoring runs. And if you're not scoring runs, you can't just keep going, well, let's bring Tyler O'Neill back and let him play for a couple weeks. You have to make a change. You're almost to the point, and they talked a little bit about this on the broadcast uh, last night on the TV side where Dan McLaughlin and Tim McCarver said, well, we talked to Mike Schilt, and he even kind of said, right now we're at 64 games and we're kind of trending on what we are. Well, if this is what you are, it's not good enough. That means you got to shake it up and change it. Mike Schilt, who has been very optimistic in terms of expecting things to get better. He doesn't spin bad games, but he just says, mm-hmm. look, well, we'll play our game and the results will, will follow. He said this, for a while we were rightfully on board with the contact rate, Schilt said before the Cardinals played the Marlins. But candidly, for the last little bit, there's been a little more chase in our game. We haven't been able to get better as the game goes which is the thing that's probably the most frustrating. Uh, I'm tired of looking at the pitch count, he said. I'm really optimistic when we've got the, he named several recent opposing pitchers at 77 pitches with two outs in the third, and you look up, and there's maybe a run, which is a little low. But you say, okay, we're going to knock him out. And then you look up in the sixth inning, and the guy's at 96, and there's still a run. It's not for lack of effort. It's for lack of execution, which might be the most pointed Mike Schultz has ever been in his short tenure as manager. Yep, that's a very good true point, which we've all been saying for a while, but for him to actually come out and say it in the media, uh, now we're starting to see the side of Mike Schultz where he's got to motivate as opposed to, hey, we're just communicating and everybody's happy. Now you have to uh, motivate some guys to play better. Yeah, try to get some people going. I I I feel like the way the schedule works out, Late June might be a time of reckoning for some people if it does not turn around. And it very well could. The schedule opens up for an extended run of pretty good winning. Yeah, But to hear Mo say that they might look for changes, to hear Schilt call out the offense, I um, wonder how Jeff Albert feels today. <laughs> He's got to be questioned. I mean, I'm – one who believes that that's always an overrated uh, value in terms of what the hitting coach is and when everybody's failing, but that is the fall guy. Every time it happens, the any any team's offense, well, they're not doing this right. Well, we need to change the hitting coach and change the approach. And 
you know that that is always the he's always the first guy to go the hitting coach. So. I got to read this one because you'll appreciate Hoff three one four. Yeah, let's trade away players to shock the team. Void, fam, etc. Well, just don't trade away the good players. <laughs> he's I, right, I, like fam. Of all people to retort to it that with that was perfect. That Hoff. is that is a great point. <laughs> but the reality is, what you're doing isn't working. So no. you have to 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 make some changes and bring in something. By the way, new. I don't know about you guys, but I got woken up with the wonderful response that Luke Void is now leading AL first baseman he's in the All Star AL votes. first baseman in All Star. Voting. That's not what I want to wake up to as a St. Louis Cardinal fan and to roll over in bed and see that be one of the notifications at the top of my phone. And Splashback Deuce does make a point. I, I do. I hate bunts and whatever, but there are productive outs, and that is putting the ball in play for, say, a sack fly or hitting the ball to the right side of the infield to get a runner from second to third mm-hmm. with, say, making the first out. There, there are ways, and that's my point. People say with bunting, it gets the runner over. Well, there's more than one way to get the runner over. And putting the ball further in play increases the chances of the defense making a mistake. And if you just bunt the ball, that's a, outside of last night, that's a relatively right. easy way to play. My deep down thinking, Jim Hewer, yes. because you were running the, the Cardinal Network at the time, or yes, you were, is that the 06 World Series permanently poisoned Cardinals fans' minds about bunting. Because they think they won the World Series because of that nonsense, and it poisoned them permanently. Well, it, a, it, it led That's to a lot thinking. of opportunity. That's yes. for sure. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Doug's prison wallet. If we transition back to the Cardinals before wrapping up the show, I'm ready for it to be tomorrow. I feel like I'm riding shotgun with Toonses, about to go over the cliff. <laughs> An old school SNL reference. Yes, I like that. Well done. Uh, before we get out of here and hand things over to TJ Hadley and Rammer for the hard line, I do want to mention that if you're, if you're having any problems. With the IRS, if you're sideways, if you have years of unfiled tax returns, if they're keeping you up at night, see, being kept up for a Blues game, that's a good thing for your excitement level. Being kept up at night because you're not paying taxes, that's a bad thing. So you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on TV and radio. Mark lives and works in the Kirkwood area. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Guys, let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's ramp up our excitement level for Game 7 tomorrow morning, 10 to noon with you, Jim Hewer. I'll yes. be joined with Rocchio and Bob Ramsey from noon to 1. We will dissect just about every angle imaginable. I have a whole page up. of Game 7 notes we didn't even get to, so <laughs> guess what? We will use them I'll tomorrow. I'll carry over till tomorrow. We hope to be joined by Frank Cusimano, Martin Kilcoin, Charlie Marlowe, Chris Kerber, all live from Boston, the scene of the most anticipated hockey game, quite possibly the most anticipated sporting event in St. Louis sports history. It will all take place tomorrow night, and we'll have all the coverage for you tomorrow morning, afternoon, and early evening. That'll do it for the Midday Grind here on 5.9 of the Fan. For Jim Hewer, Matt Rocchio, Darren Atkins, who was here earlier, Rob Brains, Dr. Rick Lehman, and Kenny Wallace for joining us over the phone. We'll see you tomorrow here on 5.9 of the Fan.